Hello and welcome back to the Yeshua Judaism series of podcasts. In this discussion, I'd like to address a uh, fundamental problem. And that is, where are our teachers? The true faith of the New Testament is a Torah faith. The true faith of the New Testament does not follow the teachings of what you would consider Christianity. Christianity, among all the doctrines of Christianity, probably the most universally taught and accepted doctrine is rejection of Torah. Now, what is Torah? Roughly speaking, and I've discussed this in another podcast, I won't get into detail here, but roughly speaking, it's the law of Moses. It's the law. It's the basically the Tanakh, or what Christians irreverently call the Old Testament. Well, in Christianity, the most fundamental teaching is that the is that the Torah has been abolished. I disprove that elsewhere. I won't get into that here. Uh, be that as it may, that is a fundamental teaching of Christianity. There is no Torah. Everything rebooted. It's as though God, he goes all through the Tanakh, which they again they call the Old Testament, and he's this God, and suddenly when he gets to the New Testament, bam, he changes. Everything changes. Everything he taught, just forget it. Let's go to plan B and forget what I, everything I said. That's basically the way Christianity seems to interpret the Bible, and it is completely wrong. The New Testament is very much pro-Torah. The problem is, if a person doesn't study Torah, especially oral Torah, and I have an entire discussion of that on the Torah of Messiah website, and I'm going to produce podcast of that at a later date, hopefully fairly soon, to prove and to explain why oral Torah is both legitimate and necessary for a true understanding of the New Testament. And that's the problem, is that Christian leaders, I don't care who they are, I don't care what Christian leader you name, if they haven't studied Torah and oral Torah, they don't, they don't have a clue as to what the New Testament is actually teaching. They, they, they apply what typically what happens is New Testament teachers or Christian teachers, excuse me, they apply a Roman Torahless or anti-Torah interpretation to the New Testament, and they, as a result, they interpret it incorrectly. If you do not understand and haven't studied oral Torah, you can't possibly understand the New Testament. That's just the way it is. You can't. You're going to mis you're going to misinterpret it. The for instance, the issue of Jesus, the, using his false name, his true name is Yeshua. The the idea that Yeshua is God in the flesh that it doesn't teach that at all. However, if someone reads the New Testament without understanding oral Torah, then they will get the the idea, or they will maybe assume that it does teach that Yeshua is God. It doesn't. If you understand the oral Torah, you realize it doesn't. If you understand the from the oral Torah, the power of a tzaddik, a tzaddik is roughly translated a, a highly righteous or pious person. If you don't understand the power of Mashiach as taught in oral Torah, you, you can't understand what those term, what those are references that that assume to suggest Yeshua is God, you can't understand what they're really saying. 
And so because of that, because of a Torah ignorance, a severe Torah ignorance in Christianity, among its leaders, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I had to cough there, among its leaders, if you don't understand oral Torah, you're not going to understand the New Testament. And sadly, virtually no Christian leader understands oral Torah. They've never studied it. It's doubtful that any of your pastors, if you're a Christian, have a have the slightest idea of what oral Torah teaches because they've never studied it. And it's not something you can study in just a week or read an article and suddenly you know everything. No, oral Torah is deep. Basically, I'll use an analogy. Christianity, and I'll just be blind. I don't mean to be rude, but it's simply true. Christianity is actually a very shallow faith system. There's not much to it. There really isn't. It would be like, uh, let's compare it to a swimming pool. Maybe one of those little blow-up swimming pools. You can blow it up and stick it in your backyard and get your water hose and fill it up, and your, your kids can jump around in it and splash around. That's Christianity. The Torah is an ocean. So you're comparing a little blow-up swimming pool to an ocean. And unfortunately, most Christian leaders and Christian ideology and theology, all they know is that little swimming pool. They've never studied the ocean. And even the rabbis of Judaism admit, Torah is infinite. You'll never get to the ends of that ocean. It's massive. There's so much knowledge there. There's so much information there. Christianity never studies it. Christian leaders do not study it. And if they do study it, they study it very briefly, and then, a, and then they come out and act like they know everything. They don't know anything. So we have a problem here. Since you need to understand the oral Torah, at least have a basic grasp of it, in order to understand the New Testament, we end up with a situation where no Christian leaders are actually uh, <laughs> capable of realistically teaching and understanding what the New Testament presents. They simply aren't. I don't mean to be offensive, but that's just a fact. So those people who want to embrace the Torah and Yeshua as presented in the New Testament, because the New Testament is a thoroughly Jewish set of writings. It is. It simply is. And But in order to understand it, you must understand Torah and oral Torah. Even things that, dare I say it, Christianities don't want to even touch, such as Kabbalah. And Kabbalah is it's not some fancy—it's not witchcraft. Christianity is—that's <laughs> a particularly bad uh, thing in Christianity. They so misunderstand Kabbalah. It's simply a word that means to receive. It means information or teachings received from God. But Christianity, oh, it's witchcraft. Witchcraft, don't ever touch Kabbalah. They don't know what they're talking about. It's it's so silly. They're, they're so wrong. But anyway, I won't, I won't go there. It, that's just a touchy subject with me. The point I'm trying to make is that the New Testament is dripping. It is literally oozing oral Torah. Musar, Kabbalah, Agadah, even some halakha, legal aspects of Torah. You name it, it's in there. Just pieces of it, though. I'm not saying all of it's there, because it isn't. It's pieces of it. So how does a person study 
the New Testament properly? Well, you know, particularly since you're not going to find a preacher out there who will be able to properly present to you what it actually teaches because they're Torah ignorant. And if you're Torah ignorant, you cannot understand the New Testament. So what do we do? What do we do? This is a, this sounds like a really bad situation. Well, it isn't. Here's what you do. And this is the only advice I can give you, really, because we really have no option. In order to understand the New Testament, and, and this is what's so strange, to truly understand the New Testament, you have to actually listen to rabbis. Now, the rabbis would say, oh, no, no, no. They, see, they hate the New Testament. But uh, even many of the rabbis, frankly, don't know what's in there. Plus, you got to remember, they despise Yeshua. They despise the New Testament, not primarily because of the elitism issue. See, New Testament is anti-elitism. Akiva Judaism, or rabbinic Judaism, is very pro-elitism. The New Testament is anti-rabbinic authoritarianism. Akiva Judaism, or rabbinic Judaism, is completely built upon rabbinic authoritarian dictatorship. That's what it is. So, what do we do? Well, I'm going to rattle off rabbis. I feel there's a lot of good rabbis out there, okay? They, I have no doubt, they would not like me. They don't think I should study Torah. I don't know if I'm Jewish or not, because they'll, they'll teach that only a Jew should study Torah. I'm, or am I, am I a Jew? I don't know. I may be a Jew, but I don't care. I don't care if I'm Jewish, and neither should you. Be who you are. You are who you are. You are who God created you to be. Don't worry about being something you're not, okay? So Jewish or not, study the Torah. Now, here are some rabbis that I would recommend. Rabbi Mendel Kesson. There is a Torah-thinking YouTube channel instead of podcast. He's excellent. Another guy, Rabbi Yaakov Wolbe, W-O-L-B-E. Excellent rabbi. You know, he sounds like he's a younger rabbi, nice guy. Uh, a really nice guy, Rabbi Alon Anava. A-N-A-V-A, excuse me, A-N-A-V-A, Rabbi Alan Anava, another excellent rabbi. You also have a Rabbi Mizrachi, M-I-Z-A, M-I-Z-R-A-C-H-I, I may have misspelled that, <laughs> sorry. Rabbi Mizrachi, excellent rabbi. You have, uh, there are numerous rabbis out there. There's a guy, Ari Goldwag, which I haven't, he hasn't produced a lot in the last few years, but he's a rabbi I like. And then finally, there's a rabbi, Shimon Kesson. Shimon Kesson is the brother of Mendel Kesson. Now, Shimon Kesson, actually, the material that I like from him is in audio format. It's Hashkafa material, uh, and it gets kind of deep, so that's not really something someone should jump into. My point is, unfortunately, and this is just the way it is, to understand the New Testament, you have to actually listen to rabbis of Akiva Judaism with this caveat. Remember, and if, if you go listen to the Yeshua Judaism 
uh, podcast and listen to the distinctions which I enumerate within those podcasts. And so when you're listening to a rabbi, any rabbi you choose, Mizraki, Mendelkessen, Wolby, Anava, uh, Zitron, there, there's numerous, numerous, I, I listen to so many rabbis I forget their names. <laughs> um, you know, but when you listen to them, keep in your mind, you're listening to people who are heavily elitist, people who pray the Berkat HaManim curse against the Manim, against Christians, against the followers of Yeshua. They pray that in their Shemone Israel prayer every day, three times a day, and they embrace rabbinic authoritarianism, literally worship their sages, the Chazal, which is the sages of Judaism. So they have those three issues. They're elitist, they're anti-Goy, they believe the Jew is superior, a superior species, according to one of the rabbis, literally. And uh, generally, they, they also worship, they have a sage worship mentality. But they're still teaching Torah. So you listen to their stuff, and I'm telling you, and I've, I've known several people, I've known numerous people, I recommend, go listen to this rabbi, go listen to that rabbi. And if they're sincere Christians, and that itself is problematic, because to be perfectly blunt, there are very few sincere seekers of truth within Christianity. But those who are sincere, every one of them, loved the rabbis. They actually, they, 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 I mean, they just loved them. And because what do you hear? You hear things you're never going to hear from a preacher. Why? Because the preachers are ignorant. The preachers, the pastors, the leaders of Christianity, they do not know Torah. So you're going to hear things. You're going to have answers to questions that you may have that you're, you're never going to get answered in Christianity. It, the wealth of information that these rabbis put, for, put out is absolutely astounding. It is priceless. And a little side note, one of my problems with Akiva Judaism or Rabbinic Judaism is I believe, as Yeshua Judaism teaches, that Torah is for all mankind and that the mission of Israel was to spread Torah to all mankind, but the rabbis refuse. The rabbis of Akiva Judaism will not, it is a, it is a dogma. You do not teach Torah to a non-Jew. And you have to convert, and you have to go through all these jump-through hoops, and they have to approve you, which that's another one of my problems, but I won't go there. So my point is that they teach many good things, the rabbis, um, and you need to listen to it. But remember the distinctions that I point out in the discussions of defining Yeshua Judaism in other podcasts. Because we have no choice, people. If you want to learn Torah, you've got no preacher that's going to be able to teach you. That's just the way it is. And frankly, it's just like it was in the New Testament. This is exactly the situation that the original followers of Yeshua faced. Where did they go to learn Torah? Where did they, where did they gather to worship? They gathered in the synagogues to listen to Torah. And they continued doing that until the Burkhat Hamanin curse was instituted and the rabbis of Akita Judaism persecuted them and drove them out of the synagogues. The New Testament teaches, uh, 
records that, and Judaism's history itself records that. They drove them out of the synagogues. Once that happened, they were unable to access Torah. Well, guess what? Even though the rabbis today don't want to teach Torah to non-Jews, they don't want to teach Torah to you and to me, they are. There, there's, oh, there are thousands, there is a massive amount of YouTube videos, podcasts, audios, lectures, books, etc., etc., etc. In English, by the way, it is an enormous amount of material out there. They may not target you or me if you're a non-Jew, but you're still able to access it. So, as I mentioned earlier, Israel's mission is to spread Torah to all mankind. The rabbis of Akiva Judaism do not want to do that, and in fact, uh, directly teach it is not to be done. But guess what? They're doing it anyway without even wanting to. By, because the material is available, anyone in the world can learn it. So, in my opinion, this is an act of God's mercy. God is, in effect, it's the, just a hypothetical scenario. You have a rabbi, he's standing before the judgment seat of God in the heavenly court, and God says to him, you, you know, you are supposed to spread Torah to all the world, and yet you refuse to do it. You think that it, it wasn't to be done. You were wrong. And the rabbi will be sitting there trembling, thinking, oh, no, what am I doing? But then God can say, but that's okay. I took care of it. You know all those audios you produced? You know that you know that material you had on your YouTube channel? Guess what? Non-Jews saw that too. So even though, Mr. Rabbi, you weren't wanting the non-Jew to hear Torah, you weren't wanting to spread Torah to all the world, I made sure you did it anyway. And guess what, Mr. Rabbi? I'm going to give you credit. I'm going to grant you the merit of preaching and teaching Torah to the entire world, even though you didn't want to. I really believe that. I really do. I believe that's what's going to happen. These great rabbis, with the books that have been translated, with the material that has been produced in audio and video and other electronic formats, even though they don't want to teach Torah to non-Jews, it is getting out to non-Jews, and I believe and I hope that they receive merit, and I believe they will, that they will receive the merit for spreading Torah to the world despite their resistance to do so intentionally. Unintentionally, they still did it. God did it through the created a mechanism of electronic format, which is a creation of God, as is everything else. So, listen to rabbis and apply what you hear, what we discuss here regarding the distinctions. Don't be elitist, as they are. Don't be anti-Goy or anti-non-Jew, as they are. Don't curse people in the synagogues. I mean, you won't, probably won't be going to synagogues. But don't be in favor of cursing other people as they are. Don't bow to rabbinic authority as they do. Just listen to the distinctions, apply those few distinctions, which you can see in the New Testament, 
and uh, you'll be fine. And also, and this is interesting because I could line up people that would uh, vouch for this and would say this is true. What you'll discover, and this is an amazing thing, what you'll discover as you begin to study oral Torah, the New Testament will come alive. You will be able to see things in the New Testament and understand things you never understood before. It will be like reading an entirely new set of writings. Everything will become clear. You'll have a clarity of understanding that you never had before. When you study the Torah, the oral Torah in particular, it that is it's, it's like you're putting interpretation glasses on as you read the New Testament. The oral Torah is the it, that's the that's the interpretation glasses. Once you are able to read the New Testament and understand it from the perspective of Torah, particularly oral Torah, even the oral Torah of the rabbis who despise the New Testament, if you discern properly using their material, you'll be able to understand the New Testament in a way you never thought possible. And it, it, it is truly a blessing. And that's why, again, as I suggest from time to time, I come across, I'm very direct in my problems I have with the Kiva Judaism, but I have great respect for the rabbis. Great respect. And I believe they will receive great merit in the world to come, Alam Haba, roughly equivalent to what Christians consider heaven. I really believe it. Because whether they know it or not, they're actually helping teach the New Testament. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, don't think that would probably make them feel very good, but it's true. They're actually helping people to understand the New Testament, which they themselves despise. But that's okay. They'll they'll get they'll come around, just like with Joseph and his brothers. Joseph eventually revealed himself to his brothers who envied him and sold him into the goyim off to slavery. When Yeshua returns, Messiah and Yosef, Messiah and Joseph, he'll reveal himself to them. And just like Joseph, all will be forgiven. I truly believe that. That's one reason I don't have any interest in trying to convert a Jew because that's not my job. When Messiah and Yosef returns, he's going to reveal himself and I'll think everything's going to be great. Because remember, the Apostle Paul or Shaul in Hebrew he mentioned how the Jews, the rabbis, are partially, notice, they have a partial blindness. The partial blindness, well, I won't get into that, but it's, it's partial. And part of that is their inability to see Yeshua as Messiah, even though, frankly, uh, when I, I've, I've done a lot of study of the Messiah ben Yosef uh, process and the characteristics of Messiah ben Yosef, and, from, and I, learn, I get that from Rabbi Shimon Kesson, and I'm thinking to myself while I'm listening to the guy, it's like, dude, listen to yourself. Do you have any idea how many of these things actually directly apply to Yeshua in the New Testament? I mean, it's, it's, I call it connecting the dots, dot after dot after dot after dot. You know, I'll hear things about Messiah and Yosef. I say, yeah, that's Yeshua. Yeah, the New Testament mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't see it. Why? It's partial blindness. But it's partial what they're not blind to is much more expansive than what they are blind to. And frankly, the leaders of Christianity are far more blinded. Their blindness is almost total. There's 
Christianity so horrifically and terribly and grotesquely and every other thingly misinterprets the New Testament. It, it's, it's, it's just tragic. It is such a horrible misrepresentation of the New Testament. Christianity's got it wrong. They don't even they don't even know how to read the New Testament. And I'm talking about the highest levels of Christian leadership. They don't know what they don't know what they're doing. But listen to the rabbis. Apply the discernment using the distinctions I point out in the Yeshua Judaism articles. Be aware of those, and you'll be fine. Now, oftentimes what happens then is people get very anxious. Oh, no. Oh, okay, how do I keep the Torah? How do I keep it? What do I do? (laughs) Don't worry about it. Chill out. Calm down. Don't be anxious. It's no big deal. Here's what it is. Once you decide to pursue Torah and follow the true Yeshua Judaism of the New Testament, to follow the true faith of the New Testament, once you do that, you're okay. Because once you decide to choose God, to choose the Creator and His teachings, His Torah, God will give you credit or merit you as having learned it. It's, it's similar to the issue of Abraham, or as Christianity says, Abraham. Remember the passage, it says, He believed God, and God credited it to him as righteousness. All he had to do was believe, and boom, God gives him righteousness. It's similar to that. When you decide sincerely, sincerely, when you decide to follow God and his Torah using the Yeshua Judaism uh, mindset, as we discuss here in the podcast, when you decide to do it, you're in good shape. You're okay. Now just relax and enjoy the ride. Relax and enjoy pursuing greater understanding of a Torah. You will love it. Don't get anxious. Don't get anxious. Okay, how do I observe the Sabbath? How do they? One thing you do not want to do is go look into the Rabbanans and the strict rabbinic authoritarianism of Akiva Judaism, because they make it so burdensome, so burdensome. They make it, they present barriers that are enormous. They make it hard to draw near to God. Don't don't get yourself into that briar patch of rabbinic dictates, Durbanans, as they call them. Don't go to that briar patch. You'll just get scratched up and cut up, and you'll become more and more anxious. Don't worry about it. Just do your best. Just be sincere. Pray. You want to learn Torah? Pursue. I call it pursuing Torah. You pursue. It's like chasing after, running after Torah. And when you pursue Torah, and it is a lifelong thing, you'll get better and better and better. And we'll, I'll have more discussions of this in the future on other podcasts, but my point is, don't get anxious. When you decide, when you become wise and realize that the New Testament is actually a pro-Torah set of writings, and when you decide that you want to learn Torah— Go listen to rabbis, those I recommended, and maybe others you may find, and practice discernment. 
utilizing the distinctions that I itemize in the Yeshua Judaism series of podcasts where I define Yeshua Judaism and I present various distinctions. And there'll be other distinctions that will come up in other podcasts, but just enjoy the Torah journey. And believe me, if you do it, you, like many other people I've known, including myself, will be more at peace and more joyful in your faith than you ever thought possible. So, pursue Torah. Embrace Yeshua, Messiah, and Yosef, who will return as Messiah, and David. Embrace the, the freedom, the luxury of the joy of Torah versus the burden of Torah. The joy of Torah that comes through Yeshua Judaism versus the burdens of Torah that come from rabbinic authoritarianism of Akiva Judaism. Enjoy it. Relish in it. And be at peace knowing that when you decide to do it, God will merit you as having achieved it. So thank you for listening and tune in again next time to the Yeshua Judaism podcast. Thank you.